I'm a stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. Oh my god, I was thinking yesterday about how the best, like, the most chill type of straight guy is the type of straight guy that has, like, a bad haircut and wears those, like, plaid zip-up hoodies with, like... That is not the most chill type of straight guy. (laughs) 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 You know what the one of the least chill types of straight guys is? Um, the one who also has bad fashion, but it's more so in, like, wearing sneakers that are, like, very tactical when he doesn't need to be. Like, he only has one pair of shoes, and he's, like, opted for something of the, like, mountain equipment co-op hiking variety. Like, they have a bunch of elastics and cords on them, and you're like, what, like, whose feet need to be strapped in that firmly for just, like, going to Trostro? Yeah, damn. Especially if he's young. That's like a type of guy that you see who has like uh, an Asian girlfriend and like an engineering ring. (laughs) I was just gonna say he's probably has like an Asian body wife pillow. Yes, or a real Asian girlfriend. Rest in peace to her. Sorry. True. Rest in peace. (laughs) Um, Also, the type of straight guy that's like really into fashion. So a gay guy. I just invented a new type of guy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like a like a straight guy that is like, oh, I, my whole thing is that I wear like chinos. Oh no, yeah, a guy who posts on like r slash male fashion advice. Yeah, like that guy's like a rapist. Yes, definitely certify certi- 100% certifiably. <laughs> no, no tops, no justice. We we'll, we just pick who we call rapists on the podcast and let the cards fall where they may. If you know a guy like that, <laughs> watch out. Um, Mike does this thing where he like kind of force he when he's shaving his face. He shaves his facial hair into as many possible iterations as he can. Oh, that's a classic so like, bit. Yeah, of course. So he'll shave off a piece and come in and be like, I look like this. And then sometimes he'll even throw on different accessories. You know, like he'll put on my glasses or like a gold chain or whatever. We like invent so many types, types of, guys. of guys. Yeah, my dad used to do that. <laughs> We've invented a lot of types of guys, <laughs> especially because he has long hair. So, like, really, the possibilities are, are really... That's a game changer. <laughs> Being bald and doing that or having long hair and doing that really opens up possibilities. Definitely. Definitely. It's like playing Guess Who. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, he shaves, um, he shaves, like, kind of, like... Facial hair so bad that it's like almost ironic, and then he put on a gold chain and his and a pair of my glasses, and he looked like um a guy who's like an electronic, or like a Jewish electronic music producer in New York. Oh my city. god, he needs to wear like a turtleneck. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There was also like the chin that's just on, the hair that's just on the bottom of the chin, and he looked like the guy from Disturbed. <laughs> Imagine giving birth to someone and then they turn into a whole new type of guy. Uh, that's I saw a tweet that was like that. Who tweeted that? They were like, every parent's greatest fear is inventing a new type of guy. And it's like, true. You want your son to, I guess, like Be fit normal. into an, an existing type of 
I, guy, I it's funny that all of my family I guess everybody is a type of guy this is a very stupid line of conversation but I have three <laughs> brothers right and they're all different types of guys it's so true it <laughs> makes me laugh to think about it because they all fit so firmly into the type of guy that they are they're all just completely different types and like they don't all vibe it- with each other either no, in a way that is very funny. It's so funny that my my youngest brother is a like uh like rap loving white like Muay Thai UFC illiterate fighter heritage masonry. A illiterate heritage masonry pickup truck guy. <laughs> My other little brother is like a, you know, like a, a big boy with a beard who like smokes a lot of weed and like used to be in the military and now he just like has a dog and like loves to talk about movies. It really likes film. <laughs> <laughs> and then my older brother is a guy who still lives in 2005. Like looks like you he's in a frat. <laughs> Into specifically in 2005. He looks like know, the like, skinny guy that they let in the frat because he has like coke hookup. He, yeah, he looks like he's in, he looks like he could be an extra in like American Pie or like <laughs> they serve beer in hell and he still like reads memes on Nine Dead and shit. I remember he was like unironically talking about listening to Joe Rogan the one time I met him. Yeah, the, yeah, he loves, uh, he unironically brought up the chive in front of me that like rules. less than a year ago. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> okay, spoiler alert, my boyfriend had a dream about you last night. Spoiler alert, what? My boyfriend had a dream about you last night. Oh my god, what happened in it? It's very, it's very, very funny. Um... <laughs> He had a dream that we got on in huge trouble for something that we said on the podcast. Okay, real. Yes, but like actually huge trouble. In the background information for any of the listeners who aren't true fans and don't know this, uh, Sophie's a linguist. So <laughs> yeah. What? What? happened was you were on the podcast and you were like explaining why deaf people talk the way that they do and you were like breaking <laughs> oh it my down God. Ph- phonetically um and apparently like on the which is very funny but apparently we like weren't doing it as a bit like you were like really trying to help the listeners like understand be like this is why deaf people sound like this and why you shouldn't like make fun of them for it or whatever like we were doing some sort of like educational bit but people thought that you were teaching people how to like on a very educational level how to sound deaf so that they could do it oh my god And you did a lot of deaf voice on the podcast, apparently. Oh, no. <laughs> I've just... Okay, that's so funny. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> Shout out, Mike, for having... Also, the dream that he had about you, like, he's been dreaming about you a lot. Um, Living rent-free. Jolene. 
Jolene. Yeah, um, <laughs> lips of an angel. <laughs> a, little bit, a little bit of a lips of an angel situation, um, unfortunately. No, he, uh, it, him dreaming about you dri- uh, getting your license. You have your license, I do. I know, but getting your license and driving a car. But then we went to your house and it was just like a Fisher Price. Stop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a t- it's a tiny car. That's real. <laughs> A tiny car for a tiny mouse GF who lives in a shoebox. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Honestly, where's my tiny car at? That's right. That's right. If your car is normal sized, you're not paying attention. I am um, going back to the deaf voice thing. I just got to the part, I'm rewatching the L word, and I just got to the part where Marley Matlin is a lesbian. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I just don't. It's just not believable to me. Wait, who's Marley She's that deaf actress that won an Oscar. And she always plays random deaf people on shows. And she was, like, on The, like, Apprentice. And she, like, anyways, yeah. Okay. She's, like, blonde. You'll probably recognize her. She's been in a lot of stuff. She's, like, the deaf woman. Uh, Oh, I remember when she was on The L Word. Yeah, she had, like, a really long extended character arc <laughs> oh my god I doodled Marley Matlin and the first thing that comes up is a New York Daily News article that says Donald Trump allegedly called Marley Matlin retarded that's probably true <laughs> she was yeah because she was on the Celebrity Apprentice right and her, her interpreter, yeah. I felt so bad for him because he would have to interpret these, like, psychotic fights that people would get in. And there's, like, this famous, like, meme clip of her where she's, like, standing and watching these two people argue with each other. And her interpreter's, like, telling her everything that's going on. And she's just, like, standing there watching the fight. Oh, <laughs> uh, her and her husband are such a hot they couple. Are. They're so cute together. And, yeah, so she was, like, on the L word, and obviously she was playing a lesbian, and I was like, I can't decide if this is hot or not. Because she was, like, dating Bet, and I was like, I don't know if this is hot or not, I can't decide. Interesting. How did they work that out? Was there, like, a drama about Bet having to date her? Yeah. Not having to date her, but, like, figuring out how to date someone who's deaf or yeah, whatever? Yeah, like, it was, oh my god, yeah, her and her husband are a really hot couple. Okay, Stan. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> Sorry, we we interrupt this podcast to tell you that Marley Matlin, famously deaf actress who was on the L Word, and her husband in real life are actually a very hot Yeah, they're couple, so, so sexy, oh my god. <laughs> okay, anyways, everybody look it up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, there was, like, drama on the show because, like, Bet was like, I don't understand sign language. And then her interpreter was like, don't worry, I'll just sign, do you want to fuck me? But not me. I'm speaking for Marley Matlin's character. Anyways, and then I, I just need to talk about this because they did address the fact that being polyamorous is huge in the deaf community. Oh, you have personal I've talked about this, this so See? many times. <laughs> talk about it again baby because <laughs> Just, I they love literally it. addressed it like there was like a whole plot where like marley matlin was like no no no, i'm not monogamous and then bet was like what and she's like yeah i have a deaf girlfriend <laughs> she's like i have my deaf girlfriend and then i have like 
my hearing girlfriend and blah, blah, blah. And I was laughing so hard the whole time because I was just thinking about when I went to my friend's wedding and her wife's extended family is like mostly deaf people. And one of there was like drama because they didn't want to invite their one cousin because he has like three wives and like 12 yeah. kids. You did a plus one. Yeah. <laughs> and they rolled up in like a minivan and they all slept in there. Yep. <laughs> or like when I was on that uh that polyamory podcast Ugh. and I was lis- listening to episodes to get um not because I'm poly for the record. I was on it because I'm apparently Seth positive, which I'm not. <laughs> um but <laughs> <laughs> I'm on it because they didn't know any comedians in Ottawa. Um, but I listened to some episodes to get some background info before I went on to like see what the podcast was like, right? And the first episode that I listened to, one of the hosts was crying because she asked her family if she could bring her husband and her boyfriend to Christmas, and they said no. <laughs> I'm the family. <laughs> well yeah it's like no you'd get a plus one and also how are we supposed to explain this perverse shit to children or like your grandma yeah it's like it's 2020 just bring it girl at least people understand oh my god kate that's so real (laughs) (laughs) bring bring wonder you know it's like in your family it's like how families understand being gay more than they understand being bisexual. Yeah, it's like, don't you bring know? a girl like, you unless bring a, you're you really committed a, to it. You bring a girl home, and then it's like, your family's like, so you date women now? And you're like, yes. You know? You don't. <laughs> it's You don't need to elaborate. Don't get involved. Don't get involved in the back and forth, and then you know? If, you... if they have questions later on down the line you can work on that then you know you can be like it was a phase and then exactly. if you date another girl afterwards you can you can be like listen i don't know what I'm exactly doing. it's like if you bring a guy later on they're just like oh thank god and like it doesn't need to be addressed you don't you don't need to do you know you don't need to log your parents on to the like sexualities.wiki.com <laughs> and like l- let them try to Slash make sense of the various flights <laughs> Oh my god, do you remember when the girl baked a cake? Maybe this is maybe this didn't happen. <laughs> I might be having a, fe- a fever okay. dream. But she baked she baked a cake that looked like the bisexual flight and like brought it to a family. Kill me. Barbecue or something and like announced like it was somebody's birthday or something and she like completely baited Kate that was the bisexual flight and was like and actually I'm bisexual. Great. Remember when? <laughs> remember when you got canceled for saying that um, people that come out as bisexual to their family when they're like not dating, like when there's no reason to, are just like looking for attention. Yeah, it's true though. Um. And I stand by that point because why would you ever, sure we should all feel good feeling how we feel, but it's like you have no reason to tell your parents that you've ever had sex. Literally. Unless you have to tell them that you're having a child or, (laughs) you know, you're like, you you don't have to tell your parents anything about your romantic life until you are dating someone seriously enough that they have to meet them. That it matters. That's it. And 
it, it being part of your identity or whatever, when people are like, oh, well, like, you know, maybe this is controversial too, but it's like, if you walk into an environment that is hostile and you have the option, is potentially hostile, and you have the option of not being out. Why would you do that to yourself? Why would you, why would you risk it? Why would you risk it? Right? And people who say that you should always, always be out and be proud to be yourself, honestly say that from vantage points of extreme privilege, in my opinion. Some people don't have the privilege of being able to be in, in situations where they're not sure if it's going to be hostile, like, unfortunately. But if you do have that privilege, um, you're kidding yourself if you think that you should go around telling people what, you know, your sexuality or your ethnicity or or whatever is when you don't know what's going on, honestly. It's like how I've, like, notoriously dated girls who are, like, kind of, like, fetishizing me getting hate crimes because it gives them more queer clout if they're dating me. (laughs) I'm like, okay, canceling you. Like... An interesting example of this, so it's like, okay, some people on the podcast who listen to the podcast know this, obviously, but, like, my dad is gay, um, and he was, like, he was married to my mom, they got divorced, and then he married a man, and then those people, he has since divorced that man, but when he was with, I know, it's, guys, listen, (laughs) but when he was with my former stepdad, they used to have a lot of really interesting conversations because Pastel my former stepfather, uh, who I love dearly, was, is more identifiably yeah. gay. Like, my dad is extremely... Hetero, gay guy. Straight, <laughs> passing. Yeah, whatever, you know, he's like a cars and barbecues drive, like... Yeah. Anything that... Anyways, so it's like, he was never... He never bothered being out at work. Really? <laughs> Like, no, not until his most recent job. Okay. Like, he w- he just didn't, he didn't really bother being out at work. And especially, like, when he first got divorced from my mom and, like, when he was first with, first with Pastel before they were married and stuff. Like, I guess he just didn't talk about it. Sure, okay. And it's, like, ultimately, whatever, that's a personal choice. You know? Like, but I always thought it was kind of interesting. I was like, oh... I don't know that it's, like, necessarily because he's ashamed or he thinks that he would be punished for it or whatever, but it's, like, Pastel never had the option. Yeah. But, like, that's kind of ideal if you have the option. It's, like, well, why are you talking about your personal life at work? You know what I mean? Like... If it doesn't matter. Like, if you're not lying. Yeah. You know? It doesn't really... You know, he wasn't, like, my wife, and then people find out his wife is his husband. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole other like bastard vibes, but oh it's God. like, why would you tell people you don't you don't have to? Yeah, I don't right? understand. It's that like either. I, I obviously like I'm white passing, but I don't always tell people about being native because it's like it's kind of a weird thing to say if it's not coming up in conversation. Yeah, and then when um, it does come up in conversation, <laughs> it's like, okay, like what's the context in which we're talking about this? Probably not great. 
I'm not going to tell people that if they, if I haven't, we haven't ever tabled the conversation and then they say something racist against yeah. people in front of me. It's like, oh, you that's know, crazy. It's like a weird, weird time to be like, actually, I'm native and you're racist. It's like, you can take that option, I guess, but it seems bad. <laughs> Don't know if I really want to. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I had a dream about um, Emma, mm-hmm. like that you work with. Yeah. Except she wasn't in the dream. Her sister was in the dream. And in the dream, Caitlin was like, yeah, Emma hates you. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? Why? Because I'm spreading rumors about you or that's not true. Yeah. Oh, this is so funny. This is the this is the most lesbian thing that I've ever heard. Remember when I okay. said that when I was reading Carmen Mach- uh, Marie Machado's book, that was the most lesbian thing I ever heard? Yeah. I actually just learned an even more lesbian thing. Okay. Um... So my coworker, um, who's a lesbian, broke up with a girl that she was has been seeing on and off for like six years. Okay. Um, and she's a new girlfriend, and her new girlfriend lives in Montreal. Okay. But which is two and a half hours away by car. Um, but it's not a big deal because she comes to Ottawa every weekend to see her acupuncturist <laughs> oh my god Perfect. and this is a couple where one girl is you know like a, a laborer a construction worker and the other girl is the manager of a global pet foods ah! it's <laughs> does it get more lesbian than that i'm sorry that's insane <laughs> I, okay, everything that that coworker does is just, like, I'm, like, wow, you're really topping yourself, like, because, like, it would, like, that time that I was at karaoke, and she was also at karaoke with her sister, and I was there with my friend who also does comedy, Yeah. and I was outside smoking a cigarette, and she was outside smoking a cigarette, and she was talking about landscaping, mm-hmm. and then I asked if I could borrow a lighter, and then she said, do you do landscaping, and I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> And then she asked me if my friend was single, and I said yes. And then she was like, okay. And I was like, you should hit on her. And then she was like, I can't. What? Why? I don't know. Oh. I was like, all right. <laughs> As I just love the whole thing, like the long distance, the construction worker pet food store manager relationship the acupuncturist the fact that she's coming to ottawa to do fucking pseudoscience once a week <laughs> she has pink hair and everything she's french did she used to live here i don't know I, why listen, is her acupuncturist I, here i don't know i like i i hear acupuncture and i just black out you know like <laughs> i just can't engage with that it's like at least if someone says, like, crystals or something, it's funny enough that I'll stay tuned in. Yeah, but Even though normally I, like, okay. I have, like, a physical allergic reaction to pseudoscience. Um, but acupuncturists, I'm just like, I don't want to... I can't engage with this. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought that some forms of acupuncture were, like, legitimate until very recently, and then I learned that there's, like, no scientific protein for any form of acupuncture. No. So you're just paying someone to stick needles in you. 
Which is crazy. It's. I think it's like a fetish. Yeah, there's like a lot of placebo effects or whatever, so it's like anything where if you believe it works, it will. Yeah. So I guess if you guys believe in acupuncture and you get it, that's fine, because it'll work. <laughs> but it will... <laughs> Oh, God. My dad had the, like, electricity acupuncture when he herniated his disc. Interesting. I do know that electromuscular stimulation, like, they do have, like, new research saying that that sort of thing is actually, like, pretty promising. And, like, neural stimulation with, like, electrodes and stuff is pretty promising. TENS Um, treatment. Yeah, TENS. I actually actually own a TENS machine. That's a little fast about me. Um, But... (laughs) (laughs) Or at least I used to. I don't know if I still do. My dad gave it to me. It's a prototype. I could probably do some real damage with that shit if I wanted to. Oh my god, it was a prototype? Yeah, my dad worked in healthcare. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And he's kind of like my estranged father who shows up at very random intervals in my life and sometimes gives me a strange present, you know, like he's an NPC of a mage or something. Um, but he gave me a tense machine like four or five years ago when they were like pretty new. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Fuck. What was I thinking about? Oh, my coworker got like lasers shot at her to help her quit smoking. Anyways, she still smokes. That does not work. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine <laughs> you were. <laughs> You had, like, a really hardcore addiction, and someone just fucking was like, all right, pack it up, time to go to Laser Quest, rest in peace, also. Laser Quest. Oh my god, rest in peace, Laser Quest. Rest in peace, Laser Quest. We ran, we jumped, we did not follow the Laser Quest code of conduct. Oh no, every time I went there, I was, like, kneeling. Dude, I was fucking whacking people with my gun at Laser Quest. <laughs> or like I've been there holding so it against someone's adult. chest and shooting them just like 50 times in a row. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're like, stop shooting me. Let me get away again. You're supposed to let me get away again. And you're just fucking absolutely. You're like, mm. destroying them. Yeah. <laughs> the best thing was coming up with inappropriate names that you could give to the Laser Quest people. Absolutely. That would show on the screen. Yeah. You, you want to you wanna get a, a name like your future stepdad or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked your mom. Spelled all wrong. That one's a hit at the bowling alley too. Um, <laughs> oh, also, side note, this episode is produced in memorial of sophie and her roommate's hamster (laughs) yes chowder bing bong bimbo howard rest in peace committed suicide yesterday he broke out of his cage and jumped Mm -hmm. and injured himself he had a spinal injury and also brain damage and he was paralyzed from the waist down we're sorry to hear that and we we took him to get um euthanized that's good. Um, and it was it was a really traumatic experience for you guys? It was, yes. The private viewing area that they let us say goodbye to him in was actually the loading dock <laughs> where they had a freezer full of dead animal bodies. <laughs> and a dumpster full of abandoned cat and dog crates. Yeah. Oh. 
god, it's dark. Are you guys this is so fucked up. Are you guys gonna have a a burial? Yeah, we're doing it today. Okay. He's in the freezer right now. Oh my god. You know, when I was growing up, I had a a friend who had a pet chinchilla and it died. And they just left it in the freezer, like, indefinitely. And every time I went there, she's like, don't eat those chicken fingers. There's a chinchilla in our freezer. And I was like, every time I'd be like, Allie. (laughs) Get rid of it. Yeah. Anyways, Allie, if you're listening to this, what the fuck, dude? Why don't your mom throw out your frozen chinchilla? <laughs> Imagine that's the task that you avoid. Like... Oh, burying a chinchilla? Yes. <laughs> it seems like something that might be near the top of the list, you know? <laughs> okay, fuck. Should we talk about stuff? This has been a really yeah. classic DBM episode where... This is good, yeah. We get... We get all the way through it. It's because we haven't seen each other recently. Yeah, that's the problem. I hate it. I hate being responsible, everybody. Okay, we're going to talk about how Trump has coronavirus, allegedly. Inshallah. Um, (laughs) Inshallah. (laughs) Donald Trump and the First Lady, Melania, have apparently tested positive for coronavirus, and apparently the source of it within their contact was Hope Hicks, who is the former White House communications director and just a total rocket. Side note, she's like 31. She's the youngest ever White House communications director, and she looks like she played college volleyball. That's my my take on it. What do you think? You know she wears a knee brace. It, absolutely. <laughs> there's a knee. Uh, look closely. It. There's a knee brace underneath that pencil skirt, everybody. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> do you think that he actually has it? Yeah, probably. I mean, like, we know how it's transmitted at this point. We know that all of these Republican events have been held with little to no regard for, like, the size of the gathering or the social distancing or the mask wearing. Like, I I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility that he has it. I don't think it's necessarily a ploy or anything. But, I mean, I guess it is an election year, so who can really say at first, I kind of thought it was going to be, like, a hoax where, like, he pretended to have it and then he had a miraculous recovery and was like, see, it's not even that bad, blah, blah, blah. But I, now I think he actually does legit have it. I think he has it. Also, he's in, like, quite a few of the demographics of people who are more likely to get it. He is older. Yeah, true. I kind of hope he dies. I think it'd be funny. I think it'd be funny, too, but then we'd have fucking President Mike Pence and God knows. I know. It's like, people are like, is Mike Pence really worse than Trump? And it's like, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, he legitimately is. <laughs> He's like actually a homophobe with like anti, <laughs> strong anti-abortion rhetoric. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do think it would be funny. I hope Joe Biden catches it and dies too. And then we could just hit unplugged America reset. and hit restart. <laughs> If Joe Biden gets coronavirus and dies, does that mean Kamala Harris gets to run for president? Yep. So, Uh, you know what I mean? It's one of those things where it's like, it's not good unless all of them die. 
and uh, <laughs> brackets parody. Um, but <laughs> did you see the tweet that was like, if Joe Biden dies, the K Hive is going to start bombing people and acting in cells? <laughs> I love it when how people on Twitter get around around that thing where they're like, God, I really hope I die in a video game. (laughs) (laughs) Alice and I were looking at this survey sent out by Ottawa police today, and it was about like attitudes towards the police. And it's like on a scale of strongly disagree to strongly agree. The Ottawa police are respectful of different cultures. I trust the Ottawa police, like all this stuff. And at the end, there was a feedback box. And I was like, it was like, how can we improve our service? And I was like, right. Hope you all die. Brackets parody. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Fuck, dude. I drove past Larder Batfin the other day. Oh, yeah. So depressing. I know. And I was like, you know, Ottawa police really... Mm-hmm. really servicing all levels of the community i love okay so i work in residential home construction guys i don't know if you knew this um swag swag stream swag but <laughs> so my coworkers are a real melting pot of politics there's i'd say they're mostly like relatively apolitical or at least they won't say what they think at work but we definitely have some thin blue liners. Uh, yeah, like, that makes sense, though. Don't you think? Of course it made sense. Well, yeah, like, I mean, our shop is, like, in the middle of nowhere. There are a bunch of, like, rural people from the surrounding rural areas. Like, I worked with some people who are, like, over 40. Like, these are the groups of people that are, are going to be, you know, freaked the fuck out about... BLM and Antifa and whatever. Like, I definitely work with a lot of people who are def- are reasonable, you know, for sure. Like, I don't I don't want to tar them all with the same brush, but there's definitely some like very vocal support of the police. <laughs> also, Mike and I were going hiking last weekend for his birthday, and uh, we were driving to Aldonwood Park, so we were driving through, like, the large stretch of rural area between Ottawa and Toronto, and there is a Canadian Blue Lives Matter flag that no! flies through, yeah, that flies through the downtown streets of Douglas, Ontario. Oh my god. <laughs> it's a black and white Canadian flag with just, like, a thin blue line through the middle. There was this guy, okay, so, like, I was walking downtown yesterday and at the Somerset Community Health Center, there was this guy getting arrested because he was like on drugs mm-hmm. and like screaming like he was like, it was like yeah. bath salts vibes. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. he was like, you guys are hurting me. You guys are hurting me. Stop doing that. So I like stopped to watch and I was like, OK, honestly, like fuck cops. But they were being so gentle with him. I was like, bro. <laughs> That sort of thing does happen. That happened the other day, too. Mike saw a lady who was having an interaction with the cops where it was like they were actually, like, maybe she had called them or something. She had gotten into an altercation with a driver. Okay. And the driver had, like, yelled at her. So she wasn't under arrest or anything. Yeah. But she was, like, trying to get the cops to arrest the driver. Right. She was yelling at the cops. And Mike walks by and she's like, Dred, are you here to help me? Can you film this? And he was like, no. 
like nothing was nothing was happening she's just like some like old white hippie chick who was like you'll be fine <laughs> inventing her <Oscar laughs> by the place Ugh. oh my god anyways i hope donald trump has covid but same i hope melania lives she deserves it um, i hope she does too <laughs> I don't, like, I think that it's funny that the Republican Party has has kind of necessarily positioned itself as the party of, like, science denial. Yeah. But that's a big cornerstone of what they do. It's like a huge it's choice. It's weird. We've, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but it's like, there are political, like, political subjects that aren't they don't have political positions that don't have to actually be tied to any particular party, but like because of like groupthink and like where you align yourself, it, like you can be a conservative and think that wearing masks and protecting public health is good. I'm sure. Yeah. But like the and there's tons of like ultra hippie like like science deniers, you know, like liberal people who people who would vote liberal um or whatever green probably here <laughs> um who or not vote at all who like don't want to wear masks right like it, there's no real defining line here but it's like people end up having to align themselves with whatever the position they think is the dominant position of the people who vote in line with them right like it's like yeah, they just are like, oh, you have, like, this is what we do now. Exactly. Like, you're you're a conservative. It's like, okay, now you have to be critical of climate science. I wonder how that feels for people who are... I don't know. Like, I wonder if that's alienating or if people are just like, whatever, the rest of my, like, political interests are being represented. Well, I think you have to... Unfortunately, like, it's not... The shoe doesn't fit perfectly, you know, it's like there are lots of things. I think we all kind of do like a lesser evil thing here, even in Canada. Like I disagree with some of the things that the NDP does. That doesn't mean I'm gonna not. That doesn't mean I'm gonna start voting conservative. Yeah. You know. <laughs> like of course. So you you don't always you don't always feel represented by these things, but it's like you have to choose which like voting things are the most you, important you care about the most it's just funny if you're like these people agree with me and they think this about climate therefore i have to think this about climate or i have to think this about the virus or i have to think feel feel this way about police officers or whatever you know what i mean like there's all these kind of issues that aren't like directly related to you know at its core what it means to be a conservative or a liberal or like a social democrat or whatever but it's like they've had to because of like i guess these parties like publishing policy on these issues or whatever like they have to <laughs> they they have to align themselves i don't know i just like i don't know how the line for like being anti-mask became so republican in the states it's weird well and that's the thing is like if you have certain opinions people will automatically assume your like political stance as well like this girl i know who does comedy told me the other day that she got accused of being a conservative because people were talking about gun laws and she was like i don't think guns should be illegal 
Yeah. And they were like, oh, are you a right winger? And she was like, no, I just think if cops should have guns, then I should be allowed to have one, too. Yes. Like, I was like, oh, okay, that's, like, reasonable. (laughs) (laughs) Join join the pro-gun left. We're over here. (laughs) It's like when you you critique, like, centrists or liberals. Like, if you say fucking anything about Justin Trudeau or Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or whatever, people assume you're a conservative. Like, literally, people think I'm a conservative all of the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like you're forgetting that there's positions outside of what you consider to be the... Especially in Canada, it's strange. Because it's like we do actually actively have a three-party system. Yeah. So, like, why don't people... People just, like, don't learn anything about other political parties, basically. And then it really surprises me because I'm like, I'm a young, beautiful woman and I don't have dyed blonde hair. And you think that I'm a conservative? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Mike and I were listening to Taylor Swift's uh, first albums last night while we were making pizza. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm talking Taylor Swift, Fearless, Speech Now, (laughs) like the first three. Um, and we were talking about how she would absolutely be destroying in the States if she had kept making country music and was, like, openly a conservative. Oh, yeah. It's crazy that she started making pop music and, like, became, like, a girl boss liberal. It's honestly like, so, so sad. Much, her music would be better. It would be. If she, if she was a conservative. And also, like... He, he made a great point. He said, like, if you went back in time and told me in 2008 that Kanye West was going to be the MAGA guy and Taylor Swift was going to be a girl boss liberal, I would have told you to go fuck yourself. That's so true. <laughs> yeah. I love Kanye West, though. <laughs> me too. I, I think he can do whatever he wants. Same. Um, unfortunately. And I want people to stop screenshotting his tweets. Me too, because it's like, we get it. Now you're just all doing fucking um, Shelley Duvall shit. Yeah, you guys are just all doing ableism now. Kanye West, literally. Just like we did on the podcast when you taught people how to do deaf voice. (laughs) (laughs) I was crying, fucking laughing. That's so funny. Thinking about that. (laughs) Should we uh, do a little bit of CanCon? Oh, yeah, we'll do some canton. It's time for some canton. Can oh, it's not can It's a can Paul. Can Paul. I guess it's can Paul. Can Paul. Can Paul. We do have new COVID restrictions in Ontario. Oh, also, interestingly, maybe not interesting for people who aren't Canadian, but we do have a conservative government in Ontario, and they're being relatively strict yeah. about the pandemic which is cool for the record honestly um, like i feel like i said this when we had the first like really bad lockdown but i was like honestly doug ford is doing a good job i think he's doing a good job too and you know i'm not a supporter of the ford family by any means and i think that he did a lot of other shit stuff but i do think they've been responsible in the face of the pandemic so good for them yeah credit where it's due yeah um Anyways, we have seen a huge wave of cases in Ontario, particularly in the Toronto area. And um, I don't want to throw anything out there, but I definitely think it's because people did not 
social distance, especially when it came to outside gatherings, because yeah. famously you can't get sick when you're outside. That's a fact. Even yeah. if you're not wearing a mask and you're staying really close to other people. <laughs> I'm talking to you guys that were hanging out in the fucking parks and at the mm-hmm. beach and at barbecues. But anyways, we've seen a huge wave in cases, so... Uh, we've seen increased restrictions, so masks are actually mandatory everywhere in Ontario now. Which is dope. Which is great. Um, and also, small gatherings are, I guess, social bubbles. Like, you used to be able to choose up to 10 people, I think, that you could see that, like, weren't in your household, and they've completely kiboshed that, which I think is fine yeah they were I like okay the only thing that I don't like is that they were like okay we're pausing social circles but you do still have to go to work like that's bullshit (laughs) oh yeah absolutely (laughs) that is definitely bullshit um I although I will say like because I just got a new job right and I work in an office now and like there's other people there yeah yes I know that's ridiculous for sure and what was the the other third thing? Um, oh, well, they've, like, limited the a- number of hours that stores and stuff can be open again. True. And I think bars are going back to patio service only. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, COVID testing only by appointment. That's bad. Oh, yeah, that sucks. Um, I mean, I guess maybe... It's okay, but it's like they were putting a, a limit on the number of people who could be tested. And I I think that one thing that is like people that we were following were talking about like privatized options or whatever, like being able to pay for a test. I don't think that that should ever be on the table. Yeah. Like we have universal health care here. Having access to money should not get you Twitter service. But one thing that I do think that they should do is some people do have to be tested for their jobs. And I think that they should have a separate stream or like separate clinic hours or whatever for healthcare workers and people who work in like halfway houses and residential care homes and stuff like that who are mandated to be tested by their jobs. Me too. And then regular people who just think that they might be symptomatic or know that they've been exposed to someone who does have do have COVID can just be tested regularly. Like because when I went to go get tested and there were nurses and doctors and you know various other LPNs various other healthcare workers who were just like in line and couldn't even advance to the front of the line I was like this is ridiculous these people are being forced by their jobs to be tested like once every one to two weeks yeah like they should be able to go through a separate thing they they shouldn't have to waste fucking four hours on their day off that's not fair yeah that's so stupid also (laughs) like this is maybe a hot take but like I honestly wouldn't mind if people could pay to get tested and go through like a different line as long as it was at a different site because it would really reduce the wait time for people who can't afford to pay for the testing and like have to go because most of those people are probably in high contact jobs you know I just am worried about like introducing any like pay pay for play like aspects to the universal healthcare thing because I think I just think it's a slippery slope 
It's a slippery slope, yeah. That's all. Like, I just am really hesitant about it, and it's like, I don't want to be a top about it, but no, it's that's like, fair. I do think they need to put regulations in place where it's like, you know, asympt- asymptomatic people, maybe they should have three streams, you know? Maybe they should have a stream for healthcare workers and people who are mandated by their jobs. Um, yeah. And then they should have a stream for people who are asymptomatic but have been in contact with someone they have so according because like i do like data tracking for like schools now and if you get contacted by ottawa public health because you've been in contact Mm -hmm. with someone who tested positive you get a case number and then you get to like skip the line basically to go get tested okay that's good yeah that is positive yeah oh that's another thing like Okay, lots of things should be closed. I don't think schools should be open. Yeah. I do not I do not think that schools should be open because children cannot be t- trusted to fucking social distance and not No, and they have cohorts of like 40. And yeah, and I've walked fucking past schools like when I've been at work or whatever, I've walked past fucking schools. The children are just outside playing in large groups together not fucking wearing masks. Like, there's no social distancing. No, not at all. In schools. I don't care what the schools are saying. Or they're like, oh, well, we made them wear their masks when they're inside. It's like, okay, great. But the government needs to be, like, figuring out what the work and income situations of various parents are. And then if they're, like, a single parent or something, they need to be subsidizing them to stay home from work. I agree. That's it. (laughs) like that's really the only option in my opinion and then people are like because i understand when people like schools have to reopen because school is child care for a lot of people who don't have the option it's kind of fucked up but it's that is super fucked up or people who are saying you know schools with mandatory breakfast and lunch programs subsidized breakfast and lunch programs are sometimes the only like one or two solid Meals. meals that these children are getting it's like that's a fucking problem that is a fucking problem yeah. that needs to be addressed. And it, the solution is not to keep <laughs> band-aiding the fact that these parents in, in you know, single-parent families or low-to-middle-income households are being, like, forced to send their kids to school so they can eat and they can have care while their parents work to make money so that they can survive. <laughs> like, that's yeah, not a like, solution. <laughs> I feel like there's a problem with the system and it's not coronavirus. And it's great that it's like shining a light on that. But it's like, yeah, it costs money to have the schools open. Of course. Of course. it Right. Does. So it's like, why not funnel some of that money into subsidizing parents who can't work from home and don't have other care options to stay home from work? What I don't understand is people are like, oh, kids have to go to school, though, because otherwise, like, like, what's going to happen? I'm like, I don't know. Everybody will b- be behind one year in school. Like, literally everybody. They'll do their fucking, e- they'll do their fucking e-learning. And if they're bad at it, it's like, okay, we'll grow up. What the fuck do you even learn in school before Nothing. you're in, like, grade <laughs> uh, nine? And that's generous. Literally nothing. Well, they can't even hold you back when you're in elementary school. Like, legally, they have to let you go to the next grade. So, like, what's going to happen? Nothing. And then people are... That's how you get kids in your ninth grade English class who can't read. 
yeah, honestly, it might be a little bit of a, a like an equalizer if, you know, yeah. you subsidize parents to stay home from work and like actually spend one-to-one attentional time with their children, helping them with their schoolwork, like that could actually be net positive. <laughs> well, like you know? there's, they're having so many problems because like I know somebody who's a special education teacher mm-hmm. and what they're doing is like 50% of the class comes in one day and the other 50% does e-learning and then they trade. Yeah. But they have to live stream their class for the students at home to watch, which means the behavioral issues of all the kids in the class are like being broadcast into people's homes. Oh. Which is like That's bad. Really unethical. Yeah. That is hard. <sighs> I don't know what the solution would even be for that. I mean I'm so glad I don't have a child right now. There's be- never been a better time to have not, to ha- not have, have a child. A child sometimes you know like you know how when you're a woman and there's like a thing in your brain that drives you and it's like your hormones and it's like it's like get pregnant get pregnant get pregnant there's like a rat in your brain um yes (laughs) and you're like but I can't I can't I don't have money and also I don't want children and it's like no get pregnant (laughs) it's like there's never been a better time to ignore your fucking lizard brain (laughs) That's telling you to get pregnant. That's telling you to get pregnant. (laughs) Ladies, I know you hear me. (laughs) I peed on a pregnancy test the other day just to feel like a woman. (laughs) Well, I'm really glad that uh, that sounds like it must have been really validating for you. (laughs) It was. My culture is not your costume, okay? We can't all be be load queens. (laughs) My friend took one the other day because she gained 20 pounds during quarantine and she was like, I have to be pregnant. And she peed on it and she wasn't pregnant. And then she was like, now I just want to kill myself. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not it. Although um, when I gained six pounds somewhat randomly in about a month and a half, I was pregnant. So (laughs) everybody. Um, and also I was throwing up constantly, which was, you know, more of a warning sign than anything else. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I just think that there's been, you know, not to be antinatalist or whatever. It's just like there, I understand people are bringing children into the world. This is kind of funny. It's like, this is a great time to get a puppy. Oh, it is, you yeah. You know, just, like, you'll be home to train it or whatever. Same thing with having children, I guess. It'd be a great time to have a baby and you're at home. So, you know, maybe you're fucking your partner because you're bored. Or maybe you're not fucking your partner because you're spending a lot of time together and you're realizing you hate each other. Or maybe oh, you're in a relationship real. like mine where only one of you is currently working outside the house. So things are actually pretty normal. <laughs> <laughs> Things are still normal. Um, (laughs) But, like, it seems like a horrible time to have a baby because we don't know where anything's going to be. Nobody has a secure income. Yeah. Plus, like, giving birth in a hospital during COVID, like, yuck. Yeah, well, there are a lot of restrictions on who can even be with you and stuff. I don't know. Seems like a really bad time to go to the doctor if you don't have to, so not getting pregnant is a good way to avoid that. (laughs) <laughs> what don't have any me- don't have any medical problems preferably Pre- yeah if you can avoid that i'm just saying if you can avoid that 
<laughs> Fuck. It's like, every time I think about having a baby, it's like, yeah, just commit to having no time and no money and no energy and no fun. And no sleep. And no sleep for the next yeah, time. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> no, thank you. All for what? So I can post a picture of it on my Instagram for my 62 followers. Not <laughs> worth it. Yes, I would look hot pregnant. We all know that. But <laughs> I want to be a pregnancy surrogate because it would be hot. But then like, I don't want the At kid. What you know? cost? But then your body will have to still go through a pregnancy. Okay, true. Right? <laughs> Maybe it'll make my boobs bigger. Yeah. You could also just... They don't really need to be, but... Don't want hormonal birth control, I guess. Maybe I will. Okay, I can't wait for you to be psycho. (laughs) 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 Just for fun. Stop doing... No more pregnancy tests, no more birth control. (laughs) You are LARPing. What things are LARPing as a... beyond <laughs> your strength, your capabilities. <laughs> okay, should we talk about the internet? This is gonna be a long episode. The internet. This is what we do. We don't do an episode for two weeks, and then you get one really bad episode. Um. Okay. Oh, we have a request from friend of friend and fan of the pod, Ben Hegel, to do more whispers when we introduce the internet. Podcast. Oh, wow. This is funny because I've gotten feedback from other people saying that's their least favorite part of the podcast every week, but I think I agree with Ben. It's my favorite part. Okay. Me too. Okay. Should we talk about the internet? 